Today, as always, we are talking about everything you never knew you wanted to know about Japanese food. And in my book, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yes, it is. So it's a good thing I'm not at your house, Allison, because I happen to know that you have a bunch of something that I kind of love. Yeah, I have about a hundred packages of haichus in my apartment right now. The strawberry flavor, which I know is your absolute most favorite. We are getting ready for Camp Blogaway, which by the time this episode goes up will have passed. But we are going to be giving those away at Camp Blogaway. And they've got our fun little candy wrappers that we had made f- that are on our chocolate episode. Tomo choco. Yeah. The, the cute little wrappers that we made, I had Sun resize them so that they would fit Haichus. And they are, oh my gosh, so freaking ridiculously cute. You have no idea. I, I can't stand how cute they are. <laughs> yeah, and I'm really excited not only to have Haichu wrappers. Like, I, I think this is something that we should continue to do. Because <laughs> what better thing to wrap up and give someone than... <laughs> Than a package of high chews. I know, I seriously. Uh, but I'm also excited because that means we're taking Miso Hungry on the road. Woohoo! So that's exciting. It's really exciting. And you should see all of the things that we made for this. I mean, we have business cards, which are super cute. We have made stickers, which, hey, maybe we can even make these available for people to buy from us. It's a possibility. But anyways, yeah, so we've got all sorts of fun little things that we are going to be bringing to Camp Blog Away. I'm so excited. We're total podcast nerds, but it's good. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> all right, so today, I'm a little worried about today's episode. Because, well, even though I'm half Japanese... I only grew up with a certain amount of Japanese culture. So when it comes to how to do things and etiquette and all of that, I have this horrible fear that I'm doing everything wrong and like insulting somebody's grandmother or something. It so that's right, folks. <laughs> we are taking me so hungry to charm school. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Help. Does Japan have an equivalent of like Emily Post. Do you know who that is? I have no idea who that is. Oh, I do know who that is. She wrote like the Bible on etiquette. She's like a, I want to say British or Southern. One of the two. Like like, super duper polite, like crazy. And long dead. Yes. Yes. I Uh, have no idea. I'm sure they do. Or or something. I'm sure there's got to be. I mean, because... Reading over your outline for this week, a lot of these things are like, wait, what? Really? Uh. (laughs) There has to be some sort of etiquette book that was written, like, ages ago. I'm sure there was. 
probably some guy named Watanabe Sensei. <laughs> Are we making things Le- up now? Yes, I am. Okay. No, I'm totally sure there's the ancient scroll of Watanabe Sensei who is teaching <laughs> etiquette. So we found this ancient scroll <clears throat> in the archives of the Miso Hungry University Library. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and today we will be lecturing from one. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. But specifically when it comes to etiquette today, we are talking about chopsticks. <laughs> or as they're known in Japanese, hashi. Hashi. <laughs> yeah, this this definitely worries me. Because okay. I mean, I know how to use chopsticks. I'm better than most people I know at using chopsticks. But in terms of um, insulting people with chopsticks, I'm sure I'm also really good at that too. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's totally unrelated, but, and I included it in our outline, but just because it brought back memories. When I was first learning um, the phonetic alphabets in Japanese, I noticed in Japan that a, a lot of the disposable chopsticks, like the little paper sleeve that it, they come in, mm-hmm. in Japan, they say in, in hiragana, which is the phonetic alphabet for Japanese words, they say, they would say otemoto and i was i was like was this some company but then i would see it like on wrappers from different companies and i just had no clue what it meant until my japanese got a bit better and i'm like okay this this sounds like they're referring to you know they're am i understanding this wrong and and then i finally found out <laughs> Sorry, this is a rambling story. <laughs> that otemoto is another way of referring to chopsticks because it literally means hand, te means hand, and moto means to move something around. So it's like hand movers <laughs> <laughs> or something. Anyways, so if you see a chopstick, a hashi wrapper that says otemoto, now, now you know. Good to know. That was my, you know, trivial pursuit question for the day. <laughs> so, hushy, hushy, hushy. <laughs> Chopsticks. So, we know what they are. I would assume that most people know what they are, even if they don't necessarily or aren't necessarily able to use them. I, I don't think I've ever run into anybody who doesn't know what chopsticks are. Correct. You are correct. But in case you don't know, <laughs> in case you're the uh, one person, in which case we want you to let us know that there are actually people out there who don't know, because I mean, I've, I, I have no idea. Um, chopsticks are essentially two long sticks. Implements. Well, implements. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of the times they're made of wood or bamboo or plastic. And then there are also some that are made of like something like metal or ivory but they are used to pick up food. So you, you hold them in one hand, in usually your dominant hand, whatever hand you write with, and you pick up pieces of food between them. You don't skewer your food. You, you know, use them to, I guess, pinch the food would be maybe a good word for it, and pick it up. Something like that. I actually can't really explain it. Like, like tweezers, except the 
they're not attached unless, unless you're you using have the kid kind. trainer. Yeah. <laughs> so Japanese chopsticks are a little bit different. Each country's chopsticks, in fact, are, tend to have some unique characteristics. But the Japanese version are shorter than, say, the Chinese ones, and they taper down to a pointed end, whereas the Chinese ones tend to be a bit more blunt. Mm-hmm. Very often they make shorter ones for women. And then children's chopsticks are like little miniature v- versions. They're super cute. We definitely had some of those when we were little. <laughs> and I have several pairs <laughs> in our house. Okay, can we just explain a little bit what we're talking about with trainer or kids' chopsticks? Um, yes. Now, I know they make them like this and they look just like tweezers, so you can kind of just pinch them around your food. But if you can't find or don't have the training chopsticks or like, you know, you're you're somewhere where you have regular chopsticks and you need to figure out how to use them and you don't want to try to actually use them properly, you want the easy way to do it. <laughs> cheater, <laughs> cheater. Just kidding. Something that we did when we were very young and I actually don't ever remember using my chopsticks like this, although I'm sure I did. But I remember my mom doing this for my brother because um, he's six years younger than me. So, you know, I remember when he was little. Is when you have the disposable chopsticks, they come with that paper wrapper. And so you take them out of the wrapper and you break them apart. Well, what you do with the wrapper to make trainer chopsticks is you fold it up like into a bunch of layers and put it between the two chopsticks and then use like a rubber band or something to secure it so it should be at the top end of the chopsticks and that kind of makes a little spring so that you can use them to pick things up easier if you don't actually know how to use chopsticks the uh the summer before i went to law school i actually worked as a waitress at a japanese restaurant and one of the first things we had to learn how to do was to make those trainer chopsticks using the disposable <laughs> chopsticks and we had back in the like the food prep area we had a box of rubber bands that were the perfect size <laughs> <laughs> because whenever we saw kids walk in the door we would automatically make a pair mm-hmm. and uh, for each for each kid and <laughs> and they loved it that's awesome in fact we would have adults say hey can you make me a pair of those <laughs> I think we should do a video. I think we should. Yeah, if we can find the time, we should definitely do a video. Yeah, I'll try and put one together. You know what would be really fun? And I I do not know how Camp Blogaway works since this will be my first time. However, I think it would be a lot of fun to bring a bunch of chopsticks and make a video of everybody making training chopsticks. Oh, that would be hilarious. I mean, that would be great. Like, even in breaks, handing them a pair Uh of chopsticks and a rubber band and say, or even, oh my goodness, how would you make? Or, Mm -hmm. okay, we could do that. We could have multiple parts to this. I'm brainstorming. (laughs) We could could do that. And another thing we could do is um, challenge people to use chopsticks when they're eating their meals. (gasps) We could totally (laughs) do that. 
and just start randomly handing out disposable chopsticks <laughs> to people. <laughs> that would be fantastic. And get and get video. We could do mm-hmm. this hilarious, um, like me so hungry takes over camp blog away. Because <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would be totally up to doing that. And and being on video. Uh-huh. Yeah. And just like being totally goofy. Gets me so hungry. Okay. Um, so back to our uh, chopsticks episode. <laughs> yes. So Hashi have been around for a very long time and not just in Japan. They originated in China, like just about everything else we talk about, except for tonkatsu. <laughs> except for tonkatsu. <laughs> yeah, that tonkatsu. So they are generally believed to have originated in ancient China. Um, but they are also found in some areas of Tibet and Nepal that are close to Han Chinese populations, as well as areas of Thailand, Laos, and Burma, which have significant Chinese populations. Um, so they've been found in ancient China as early as the Shang Dynasty, which of course you know when that was. Uh, well, of course, everyone knows that it <laughs> went from 1766 to 1122 BC. Of course. Obviously. I had no idea. Um, (laughs) What? I just pulled that one out of the air. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I'll add to that little bit of knowledge. Well, then. Do you know what the earliest pair of Hashi were made out of? At least the earliest pair that have been found by archaeologists. Hmm. I'll give you a guess. Out of the thin air, I would say like bone or something. How about pulling it out of the air Fujimama style? Okay, fine then. <laughs> a Fujimama style pulling it out of the air, it would... I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean? It means I cheated the first time. <laughs> well, if I'm cheating, I would say they were made out of bronze. You are right! But it's obviously a complete and total guess, and I did not just get that from your outline. No, of course Mm-mm. you didn't. You would never cheat. No. No. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll add to that not cheating by saying that archaeologists have dated those bronze chopsticks, or hashi, to be from roughly around 1200 BC. That's a really long time ago. Really, really long time ago. In case anybody was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> So these first hashi were used in the same way that some hashi are used today, but not in all the ways that we use them today. They were probably, we think, well, we don't know. The archaeologists think that they were probably used for cooking, stirring the fire, or serving food, but not actually as eating utensils. Yeah, it wasn't tell about the Han dynasty that they started to be used specifically as eating utensils. Pop quiz, when was that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was in China a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> you fail! No extra cut out for date. you. <laughs> we're not talking about China. Well, we are. <laughs> but we're... <laughs> What's important is what happened in Japan. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So even in Japan, they've had hashi as eating utensils for 
thousands and thousands of years. Long time. So, yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on from history, <laughs> let's talk about the different types of hashi that are out there because it's more than just one type of chopsticks that you use all the time for everything. Now, the first one is number one hashi. Yes. Hi. Hi. Oh, hashi wa. So, hashi, hashi, hashi. Hashi, hashi? Hashi, hashi. Um, we have already kind of talked about that. That's chopsticks. just the general chopsticks. So, hashi okay. is the general word for yes. chopsticks. Hi. Okay. Number two. Number two is waribashi. And these are a type of hashi. <laughs> really? Yeah. These are disposable hashi. So these so, are the type that most people have probably come into contact with if they've ever eaten at an Asian restaurant. The yep, little wooden the, ones that come in a plate paper sleeve that you have to break apart in order to eat them. Eat with them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat your chopsticks. <laughs> Third kind, edible chopsticks. I'm kidding. Um, Watanabe-sensei would be highly offended. <laughs> it's rude behavior. <laughs> I told you, I'm a horribly rude, mannerless person. You Neanderthal. I know. <clears throat> Next thing you know, I'll be sticking up them up my nose and walking around. Oh, please don't. <laughs> like a vampire or a walrus. Yeah, obviously. Okay. We'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so another type of hashi are what they call my hashi. Or my chopsticks. Your hashi? Yes. What about my hashi? Mine. My precious. Um, (laughs) These are reusable chopsticks. So chopsticks, uh, typically the ones that I I see a lot are, are plastic. My hashi usually refers to something that comes like in a little carrying case uh, or, or something so that it, it's a pair of chopsticks that can go with you. So it's like your personal chopsticks. Yeah. In fact, uh, there are a lot of them where the chopsticks come in two pieces and then they snap together. I've so that they those. They're awesome. I actually have a pair for you that I'll get this weekend. Um... Ha <laughs> uh, but but this makes it so they can fit into a smaller carrying case, and so you can put them in your purse or exactly. in your pocket. And they're great because you can use them. Then you can take them apart, put them in the case, and then it doesn't matter if they're still kind of dirty because then you can go home and wash them. Mm-hmm. But the case keeps them contained, and you don't get any yuckiness in your purse. Or- yeah. Yeah. Pocket or backpack or man purse or whatever it is. <laughs> putting it in. Um, so would my hashi also refer to, say, all of the chopsticks that I have at home that are not not the disposable kind, but just what I would refer to as regular chopsticks? Like your, your canister of chopsticks that you use just for regular everyday meals and stuff at home? Yes. You know, I... 
I am not sure on that one. Um, or would those just be hashi? I would call them hashi. In okay. the context that I've I have always heard my hashi used in is when it's it's the alternative to waribashi. I see. Okay. So, so it's it's always the my personal that I take with me. Yes, sort but of. I could totally be wrong. This this one uh, is just based on my personal experience. So gotcha. I see. Yeah, you know, as Levar Burton used to say on Reading Rainbow, "Don't take my word for it." <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to have that song in my head for the rest of the evening. Thank you very much. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I, I loved that show when I was little. So did I. <laughs> it was a fantastic show. It was. So the last type of chopsticks. Number four. Number four. <laughs> uh, yonban. The fourth type that we're going to talk about in this episode is a type called saibashi or cooking chopsticks. And these are really long chopsticks. Yes, they are. And that is how you can tell them from regular chopsticks, is that they're like, okay, maybe not twice as long, but they're pretty long. Oh, maybe, yeah. Sometimes I, I think they are almost twice as long. And they have different lengths, too. Yeah. yeah. Some of them are really long. Basically, the the concept is, you know, the further away you are from the pot, <laughs> the safer it can be for your hands or, you know, Whatever. But this is where I admit that um, all of my life I have flipped bacon with chopsticks. I, I, I so, do not know life without cooking bacon it's with chopsticks. So much easier though, because it's like being able to go in there with your fingers and grab it and flip oh. it really quick. But you know, without the pain associated with actually going <laughs> in with your fingers. Please tell me it, you don't actually know that from experience. No, I don't. But, okay, good. <laughs> but when, to me, chopsticks are like an extension of my hand. Mm-hmm. Because really, that's what's so awesome about them is, you know, it's like you're taking your thumb and forefinger and you've got little pinchers, you know? Mm-hmm. Little grab. But it's so easy to grab something. Um, so that's what is awesome about cooking chopsticks, saibashi. Yes. Um, they use them from everything from grabbing and flipping to poking something to test it, you know, for, mm-hmm. for firmness or whatever, um, for stirring. Basically, you you have a couple pairs of saibashi and you don't need tongs, you don't need a spatula, you know, you've reduced the number of kitchen tools that you need by quite a few. Although I will say in my, uh, in potentially my first hashi etiquette uh, infraction. <laughs> I actually did not grow up using saibashi. I actually don't think I've ever used saibashi. I've always used regular hashi for cooking. <gasps> I know. Although really that's probably mostly just my safety that's suffering there. <laughs> <laughs> well, splatters on my hand. We are going to be going to get you a new pair of Oh, I have a pair. I've just never well, used no, no. it. <laughs> you do not have the pair I'm about to tell you about. Oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> my last trip to Japan, so <gasps> last summer, summer mm-hmm. of 2011, my friend Noriko, um, who hopefully you'll get to meet, 
I would love to. She's awesome. She told me about the kind of new trend in Japan at the time, which was silicone cookware. They have, you know how like we have cake pans and stuff Mm -hmm. that are made out of silicone so they can, you know, go in the microwave or in the oven or whatever. Um, When I was there last summer, they had all kinds of stuff like that, but like loaf pans and casserole things with lids and everything. There's Mm -hmm. this huge rage. But the other thing they had was silicone covered saibashi. Huh. So that you don't have to worry about anything melting or splintering or, you know, so you you could use your saibashi in really high temperature Mm -hmm. situations and they could, they can also go in the dishwasher just, and they don't get really hot. Unlike, you know, if you're using, they have, there are some saibashi that have metal tips. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they are fabulous and they grab really nicely because the Mm -hmm. silicone has a nice grip to it. So we're going to have to get you a pair because I have fallen in love with my pair and I probably need to buy another pair. Yes, that is something that definitely has to happen when we go to Japan. Yeah, because you will use them. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure I will. If you have these, you will use them. (laughs) And we should probably pick up an extra pair. I was just thinking that as a giveaway. Yeah. In fact, I'm thinking we'll need to pick up several things. (laughs) Yes. Definitely. All right. So we've kind of already talked about how to use Hashi, but I think we can go into a little more detail of how to use them properly. (laughs) Not the kid's way. (laughs) So dominant hand, which for me means something different than for you. Yes, it does. (laughs) Because, and you are Mm right-handed. We're we're very balanced. Yes, we are. We just have to make sure we're sitting on the correct sides of each other. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you use the skinnier ends of the chopsticks for picking stuff up. That means you're going to be holding the fatter ends. So you're going to put the fat end of one of them between the base of your thumb and your hand. And... Okay, I literally just got two pencils to try to figure out how to explain this. Yeah, because my description doesn't make sense. No, that does make sense. It's just hard to... So, okay, you take one, and it goes between the base of your thumb and your hand. So it's like that little crook where where your thumb attaches to the rest of your hand. And the other end kind of rests on your ring finger, or your fourth finger wait one two three. yeah i'm having a retarded moment yes yes so it kind of rests there on your ring finger um of you know whichever hand you're using and then the other one you hold between your thumb and your first finger like the tips of your thumb and your first finger and you use that to control where how it moves so it's usually, I think you usually use the, move the top chopstick, the the second one that you put in your hand, uh, you use that one to actually do the picking up. Yeah, the, the bottom one should stay stationary. Right. Only the top right. one is moving. And yes, I feel very silly holding two pencils, 
<laughs> trying to figure out how to explain this. Good thing no one can see you. Uh-huh. And you must be a programmer because your ability to do a technical description is <laughs> far and beyond way better than my ability. Yes, I am and a I'm programmer. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure that's because you're a programmer. <laughs> All right. Now that we have learned the correct way to use Hashi and we are getting you excited, I'm sure, about using your Hashi. It's time for us to take a rest, but you don't have to take a rest from us. So we have, as always, all sorts of different ways that you can contact us. So if you have any funny Hashi stories about your experience or any questions about chopstick use or chopstick etiquette, you can always contact us. You can call us and leave us a message. Our phone number, if you are in the United States, is 657-4-MISOFI. That's 657-464-7639. If you're not in the U.S. and you have Skype, you can find us at Miso Hungry Podcast. That's our Skype name. Just call in and leave us a message. We are on Twitter at MisoTalk. We have a Facebook fan page. You can email us at misohungrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us and our show notes and all sorts of fun things on our website, misofy.com. That's M-I-S-O-F-Y dot com. And, of course, ratings and reviews on iTunes are always, always appreciated. I'm Allison Day. And I'm Rachel Hutching. And you've been listening to the Me So Hungry podcast. The podcast that invents its own historical characters. For our own evil purposes. That's me so hungry. Oh, what the Nobby Sensei say? You can pick your friends. You can pick your nose. But you can't pick your friend's nose. Especially with Hashi. <laughs> is that horrible <laughs> it's both horrible and hilarious i love it <laughs> okay <laughs> can we make a t-shirt that says that <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> we may only get like 10 year old boys wearing it but yes or a bumper sticker or a mug. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, definitely. Yes. <laughs>